Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners, helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. Hey, you're back for another episode. I'm super excited to share this one with you. Although I will have to say it is a bit of a departure and it is um, a little bit of a sensitive topic, not only for me, but potentially for you. So that being said, today is talking all about allyship, allyship and what that actually means for you and me, especially as we navigate um, uncertain waters, uncharted territory as Things in the world look very, very different than they did just a short little while ago. This is a year for change. This is a decade for change. I know that uh, there was a rallying cry at the at the end of 2019 that 2020 was going to be different. And my goodness, has it ever been different? So uh, a few things that we're going to cover off in this meaty episode. Um, I'm going to try and keep it short but impactful and really based on the key things that I think are going to be important for you as we begin this journey. Now, here's the thing, friend. This is just the beginning. Just the beginning. What I want to make sure that you understand is that this topic of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and for those of you that are not of color, um, understanding your ability to be an ally to those of us who are people of color is extremely important for you to understand. This is a marathon, not a sprint, and this is not going to be done overnight. So this is just a small bite of some information that might be helpful for you. There's going to be more resources down below in our show notes so that you can peruse at your own leisure and be able to dive in deeper as you feel called to do so. Okay. So um, don't be afraid. Uh, Don't look back either, because I think this is really important for us to really start taking big strides into really the, the new frontier of where we are all going to be starting to come together, have more open dialogue and communication, and start to really come from a place of understanding, which I believe is the cornerstone and the foundation for better sales, better business practices, and ultimately um, the life that we all want to live, right? So, okay, so here's what's... Um, what we're going to go through today. This is going to be both uh, teaching and sharing, and I want your input. I want you to come over to the podcast page, regardless of where you're listening right now, and share with me openly, honestly, your thoughts. There's been a lot of stuff going on, a lot of turmoil, a lot of fear, a lot of excitement, and there's mixed emotions around this particular topic. And it's one of the reasons why I hesitated in sharing this with you, my loyal podcast listener. I have publicly shared this on uh, on video as well as through my email list. So if you are a loyal subscriber, thank you so much. You would have already heard me sharing my personal viewpoint. And so I wanted to be able to engage you in the conversation because I've been getting so many questions still on this very topic. And I I encourage you to keep asking. I encourage you to continue having that dialogue. Um, I know me for sure, uh, this is just the beginning. And my team knows that on a monthly and a quarterly basis, we are incorporating a review of this into our own business practices. And I'll share with you a little bit more about what that actually looks like in case you're curious. So let's first start with a definition. I mean, this podcast is all about 
really diving in deep about the topic of what it means to have diversity and to be inclusive and equitable. Like, what does it mean to have diversity, equity, and an inclusion practice in your business? And why is it so important that you actually do have something in place? Because I'm going to share with you as we go through why I believe it is essential to your long-term success. So let's first start with a definition, right? What does it mean to be an ally and to be practicing allyship? So there's a couple of definitions that I want to refer us back to. The first one is the actual dictionary definition, because I love me a good definition. And so from the dictionary, allyship definition is the state or condition of being an ally, which is a supportive association with another person or group, right? And uh, when I look at an article from Forbes from 2018, and they asked this question, what is allyship? And how they defined it was allyship is a lifelong process of building relationships based on trust, consistency, and accountability with marginalized individuals or groups of people. So when we think about people in, in the respect of the current context and the current conversation, it's really about everything that I talk about here, right? Like sales is based on building relationships. It's based on trust. It's based on consistency. It's based on accountability. Uh, we just happen to be incorporating the fact that we are now talking about the voices of individuals, people of color and black lives in particular, right now in this moment in time that have been marginalized, that have not been supported, that have not been heard or validated as, um, as authoritative enough, which is kind of crazy to me because if you're not an authority in your own life as the person who's experiencing it, then who the heck is, right? So this podcast is not to have judgment on where you stand, what you've done, and what you will do moving forward. This episode is really to empower you with some information, to allow you to make the choices that are going to be the best for you, and to allow you to um, kind of sit with the process because this is a journey. And I hope by sharing some personal stories from my own life, as well as those that have been entrusted to me by my near and dear clients, that it might help you just see a different perspective of how you might be able to incorporate these ongoing practices into your business and not to the detriment of your sales. In fact, I believe that it will allow your true raving fans to become even closer to you, to really know what you stand for. So let's talk a little bit about um, how this plays out in real life, right? Because I, I had the opportunity to have one of my amazing clients give a shout out to Gigi, Gigi Burke, who came into Sales Mastery Society just yesterday to give us um, a, a starter training on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And one thing that really resonated with me, there were many, many things that she taught us, but the one thing that really resonated with me was that this, the first step in this journey is actually you. It's you. It's me. It's us as individuals. We can't keep looking to others and hoping that they're going to change. First, we have to do the inner work ourselves to identify where our own biases are, where we have had hidden judgments or not so hidden judgments around how we operate in the world and really take a look and see in the mirror, you know, where have I benefited from the system, the situation, or the circumstance that has come about that has helped me, 
that has helped me but put somebody else in a disadvantage. And that's what I would encourage you to think about today. And so what I want to share with you is, you know, a couple of stories from both my clients who happen to be black. And I am not a black woman, although I am a person of color and my parents were immigrants to Canada. So I understand racial prejudice and bias. Um, and what it's like to be judged for just simply for being and the color of your skin. But the degree to which I have experienced this now through the stories of my clients that have been sharing with me and my friends who have been sharing with me, I'm deeply grateful for them to be able to share. And I wanted to be able to share a little bit of their story here to amplify their experience and to amplify their voice so that you understand, especially if you are not somebody of color, if you are trying to move forward in your journey of being an ally and really embracing allyship, that you understand why it's so important, why it's so critical that you stand up for something that you believe in, whatever that might look like for you. I hope that if you're part of my community, that you do believe that people of color have been disadvantaged, especially Black lives, and that Black lives do matter because they have been made to feel otherwise. So, um, just about every single one of my friends, which breaks my heart, uh, honestly, that that this is so commonplace, have shared with me a story about being pulled over by the police. Now, I don't know about you, but I have never had to fear my life because a police, police officer who is charged with the sole task of keeping us safe of protecting, right? Serve and protect is kind of the motto that I would be afraid when a police officer would approach me. And so um, I wanted to share a very specific story um, that was shared. So I'm not going to share who it was because I don't think that's pertinent, but I think the, the details of the story are really impactful. And so uh, she had uh, stopped. She was stopped by police. Um, wasn't sure what the infraction was, but as soon as the police officer got out of the car, he had his hand on his holster for his gun. So it was unsnapped. He had his hand on his gun and was approaching uh, in a menacing way. Now, this is a woman. Yes, she's a black woman. But at the end of the day, it's a woman. And here's a man who's armed, who technically is armed and somewhat dangerous now because you're supposed to serve and protect. And yet this person has done nothing wrong. You simply see the color of their skin and you are approaching and already have some judgments and some preconceived notions about what you're going to expect. And as a result, you are ready to kill. You're ready to kill. You have an instrument that can kill somebody and you are ready to use it. Now, I don't know about you, but that was very alarming to hear for me. That was something that just struck a chord so deeply that I didn't even realize, you know, going out of your house every day could mean that you're not sure if you're going to return home. You're not sure if the people that are supposed to keep you safe are supposed to keep you safe. Now, she was able to lead with compassion and be direct, but at the same time, be respectful and allow this police officer to see her point of view. And there was nothing wrong at the end of the day. It was a misunderstanding with something that had happened. And the infraction really at this point doesn't matter. She hadn't broken the law. She had done nothing wrong to get stopped. It was a misunderstanding. And yet that misunderstanding, if she had said something wrong, if his mood had gone a certain way, could have meant the difference between her being alive today and perhaps being severely injured or even worse. And when I heard that story, again, it just struck me that I have never had to be in a situation like this and that 
this is why it's so important that as individuals, not just as business owners, but as individuals, we really understand the depth and the pervasiveness for how we operate, the biases that are influencing how we make decisions and the words and the actions that we're choosing that may exclude the very people that we want to serve um, and help, right? Because if you're here, you know that selling is serving. And yet at the same time, you may be indirectly uh, discriminating against the very, very people that you desperately want to serve. So I'll share with you very briefly um, something that uh, another client of mine who happens to be white and the, the importance of the color of her skin is really just to provide context, right? Because I think it's really important that sometimes we don't even realize the, the misfortune that has been placed upon other people because we don't live life in their shoes. And I think that's really where we need to come from, that place of understanding. So this client of mine through this training that she was participating in yesterday said, you know, the biggest issue for me is that I've never considered myself to be racist. I've always been taught to respect one another, right? Um, and perhaps this sounds like you, you know, you don't see color. You have been taught that every single person is valuable and that it doesn't matter what the color of their skin is. But the fact of the matter is that our systems have been created knowing that there are people of different color and that they should be treated in a different way. And that really hasn't changed over the years, over the decades and over the centuries. And so as much as we want to say that I'm not racist and that you know, things are equitable and fair for everyone. Everybody has a fair opportunity. The numbers, the numbers themselves don't support that argument. And so she realized that it's very important for her to now understand and to unpackage and peel back the layers on the hidden bias, the things that she doesn't even realize are there. And what I would encourage you and something that Gigi had shared is really to think through when you have something come up for yourself is, is this true? Is this true? Or is this because of something that you have been taught or uh, exposed to that has made you feel or believe a certain way? Because as I shared in, in my group yesterday, I said, it's kind of like Inception, the movie Inception. It's like, is anything real anymore? You kind of have to question, like if your entire belief system, if all of the systems that we have uh, created like our judicial system, our financial systems, our security systems, like everything that has enabled us to move forward and operate in our life with a degree of safety and security and a semblance of order is really been based off of the detriment of one whole population. How fair is it? And how equitable is it? And how right is it? So this is not about you being a good or a bad person, because here's the thing. What I've learned through my experience in living the life that I have is that good people do bad things. And it's not always because you intentionally do that, but no longer is it okay to just simply have good intentions. It is much more important now that you have uh, the ability to understand the impact of your intentions, the impact of the words, the impact of the choices that you're making. And especially as a business owner, as you continue to service your clients and produce products and services that may or may not be applicable for one particular group of people. It's just something that I want you to have some awareness around. This is not about operating with blindness anymore. This is about really making sure that you are consciously making the choices that are the most appropriate for you as a business owner and knowing that this will change over time. 
So um, let's go into the three core things that I want you to be able to walk away with, understanding that your experience is going to be different from anybody else that's listening, including mine. Okay. So the very first thing, because I'm sure you're thinking, okay, there's so much information, like where do I even begin to start? How do I go about incorporating diversity and equity and inclusion when I thought I was doing pretty good before, or I want to amp it up, or I haven't really done this at all because I didn't even think about it. Like I have been operating with blind faith and with blind courage and knowing that I'm a good person and that I'm trying to do my very best. I want to encourage you to be more explicit, to really open the conversation up with those that you may have shied away from before and coming from a place of curiosity and a place of understanding. So these three things that I'm going to share with you are going to enable you to do that. So the very first one, and these are all tied together. Okay. So the very first one is going to be look at your core values, really take a look at your core values and see whether or not what you say your core values are both as an individual person as well as a business like you may have different values as a person versus those that your company holds they may be exactly the same so regardless of what the situation is i want you to take a look at your core values and see does it accurately reflect what you want to put out in the world does it accurately reflect how you want to be known and how you want to do business and if not here's a great opportunity for you to take a look and see what needs to be tweaked do you need to have something in there where it is allowing you more flexibility around being more inclusionary, right? Being more inclusive in your language, being more di uh, diversity focused in your hiring practices or the way that you have um, people on your team represented. Uh, and that goes not only for your backgrounds, right? The color of their skin, but also their race, um, their well, that kind of goes hand in hand, doesn't it? <laughs> their gender, their sexual orientation, their belief system. And knowing that, obviously, you're going to have certain biases. I, again, just want to have you challenge yourself and ask, why did you choose the people that you have on your teams? Why do you work with certain clients? Has there been a conscious or unconscious choice that has reflected maybe an undercurrent of a value that you haven't put a voice to? And if not, can you actually put a voice to uh, a value that you actually want to put in the sand today? So let's operate from our core values, okay, and be able to understand how that's going to impact how you operate in your business moving forward. Number two is a continual improvement process. So here's the thing. Again, I shared with you, this is a marathon and not a, not a sprint. This is not two weeks and it's done. This is something that I hope and I pray will be here for my children's children and that the world will look very different by that time period instead of uh, you know 400 years and very, very little change. That's my hope. Um, but I know that change happens and sticks with continual improvement as opposed to big drastic changes. Now we're having a moment in time where there's an opportunity for both, for both. I mean, the fact that the uh, entire, uh, I think police structure in Minneapolis or Minnesota, uh, where George Floyd unfortunately passed away, is being dismantled. Like as we speak, it's being dismantled. And so that is a momentous occasion. That's a historical moment. Uh, and I am glad for it. But at the same time, I know that for the amount of change that needs to happen around the world, this is a global issue and not a country issue and not just a one race issue. This is a systemic thing. And so when we think about 
how change really sticks, it happens gradually over time, minute by minute, moment by moment, person by person. And just like I share with you, when we sell, we sell human to human or person to person. This is how we're going to make a difference is person to person. And I want us to each be focused on continually improving. How can you incorporate this more and more into your day-to-day? How do you make sure that this doesn't um, just die as soon as the social media uh, hashtags kind of fade away? How can we make sure that this is something that we're going to be talking about as part of our everyday language and the conversations that we're having with not only our team members, but our clients, our colleagues, and our peers, and the people that we buy from so that we can hold each other accountable because that's really where real change will stick. And knowing that we can give each other grace because guess what happens with continual improvement? We make mistakes. We make a lot of mistakes. And I think coming from a place of curiosity and understanding, coming from a place of grace, and coming from a place of just willingness to move forward together will help the conversation move forward so much better than some of the anger and the hurt and the judgment that I have been seeing in the weeks past. Now, again, this is a no judgment zone. So I'm not saying that people aren't right to have their feelings. I firmly believe that this is just a moment in time where everything has come to a head and people need to let go. But at the same time, my hope and my prayer is that as we move forward, we are able to actively communicate with one another and start making choices that will allow us to hear one another even better. Okay, so that's number two for continual improvement. Number three is to look at your internal and your external policies. And so your internal policies is the way that you communicate with yourself first and then your team, if you have team members. So what are the internal policies? What are you allowing your team to do consciously or unconsciously? How are you supporting not only them, but also yourself if you don't have a team to make sure that you're making the best choices for yourself? Get educated, use some of the resources that I'm putting below that will help you in order to make sure that you have the language, that you have the knowledge, that you have the skills, and that you have the support in order to keep moving forward in this journey because change is scary. And I talk to you a lot about the fact that uh, when we sell, we're asking our clients to change. Well, I'm asking you to change and, and your clients perhaps are asking you to change. And that might be scary for you. I know it's scary for me. I know it's scary for me to be able to ask for help and be held accountable. And I publicly declared this to you right now, but also to my clients inside of Sales Mastery Society and my other programs to say, I want to do better please hold me accountable. If you notice that I am saying something that makes you uncomfortable, that you believe is coming from an unconscious or even a conscious bias, call me out because I want to make sure that I'm doing my darndest to represent the person that I believe I am inside so that that is communicated in the way that the most people can hear me the most effectively. So that's our internal policies. Our external policies our our communications for our clients. So have you given some thought to how you want to express this? And it may be as simple as just making sure that your core values reflect this tweak, right? Again, yes, it's a huge thing, but it doesn't have to be a, a big shout. And I know that for some of you, that may feel like a sigh of relief. And I want to encourage you and give you permission that however you want to communicate, this is completely up to you and it is all 100% okay. Now, if you don't have something written and documented, I would highly encourage you that even if it's a, a, 
uh, a document that you have when clients ask that you have it available, that you already have put some thought into this rather than having to do it ad hoc or on the spot and having to come up with it off the top of your head. Because let's face it, most of us, we just don't think and operate very well when we're put on the spot. So give it some uh, careful consideration, really think thoughtfully about the position that you want to take. And then again, knowing that this is a continual improvement process, you're going to take it and tweak it as you continue to learn and improve and you get better and better at how you want to communicate what it is that you stand for. So I wanted to finish off with a couple of examples of things that I noticed, um, things that I noticed personally as a consumer that might be uh, helpful for you as a fellow consumer, right? Like we like to buy and, and buy stuff. And I know that you're here to sell stuff, but we have to remember on the flip side of selling, there's somebody who wants to buy right? You have a buyer, you have a potential customer, you have a client who's looking for the services and the products that you sell. And when you do things in a way that makes them feel like you're congruent to them, it no longer feels like selling. It feels like an intimate relationship and somebody who really understands them. And this is what has happened recently with all of the turn event of events leading up to all of this with, um, with the things that we have experienced with Black Lives Matters. And so I wanted to share a couple of examples that I noticed. So the first one is Fabletics. Now I am, I will say, if you don't know what Fabletics, Fabletics is, goodness, um, that is a athleisure, like a, a workout gear um, exercise clothing store run by Kate Hudson. And I've been a, a long time member. I'm not a super fan. Okay, but I love the fact that it is really easy. It's very convenient and they have a lot of different styles that are, um, they're unique. They're, they're not as cookie cutter as going to a big box chain store. I still love me some big box chain stores too, but when I want stuff that's a little bit different, I go to Fabletics. So I've been a long time member, not a super fan. This is probably the first time you've ever heard me talk about them. And every, um, every beginning of the month, as a member, you have to make a decision. Are you going to buy something or are you going to skip? Are you going to buy something or are you going to skip? So you have to make that decision within the first five days. Well, guess what happened the first five days of June? Everything started happening with Black Lives Matters and the first Tuesday of the month ended up being Blackout Tuesday. So that just happened to be the Tuesday that I went and I remembered, oh my gosh, I have to go and do this thing with Fabletics. So as I went onto their website, to my very pleasant surprise, I saw a very public declaration from them saying that because of Black, Light, Black Lives Matter and Blackout Tuesday, they were blacking out their store, meaning that there was no business to be had. Now, did Fabletics lose business? Possibly, possibly. I mean, I don't know how much business runs through their e-commerce store in one 24 hour period, right? Like that's, it's an online digital store that people are buying 24 seven. So I have no idea how much money that they may have missed out on for that one particular day. But I'm gonna tell you that there are probably uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars more, uh, tens of thousands of customers more that they deeply resonated and connected with such as me because they took a stand and because they made a public declaration. But even beyond that, they really stood for something that was important, not only to me, but but it was important to them. Now, don't send me hate mail because I don't know their business practices. I don't know if they're one of the companies that is not 
putting their money where their mouth is, so to speak, where they have uh, inconsistent or unfair hiring practices. I know that there's a lot of companies that are in that boat and and things need to shift. But again, like I said before, things aren't going to change overnight. Can we get better and better and better? Absolutely. And can we hold these companies accountable so that they don't forget that we're watching them? Absolutely. Um, But the fact of the matter is that businesses still need to run and these aren't going to happen overnight. But the the stance that we are seeing right now in terms of businesses that are saying, this is what I stand for and these are the things that I'm not willing to do is a very important step in the right direction. And for me, Fabletics won me over. I'm, ta- I'm telling you about it right now. Um, and so, so I will encourage you to really reflect on the companies that you want to do business with. Do they reflect your same business practices? And I know that when I sent out the email to my community saying what I believe to be true for Black Lives Matter, the fact that I was going to be um, donating to causes up to $3,000 to match the, the donations that my community was going to do in support of these very specific uh, organizations was going to ostracize. It was going to repel. And it was designed to do that because if you don't know by now that I am 100% for diversity, my audience is very diverse, my client base is very diverse, I have every color, every background, um, I have so many countries from just you, my podcast listener, so give me, a, a, I give you a shout out from whatever com- uh, country that you are listening in from, um, I think we have 39 different countries represented, which is amazing, right? And so I... I love that. It makes me so excited. And I want companies that represent me as a human as well. Now, where it went horribly, horribly wrong, um, there were a couple of businesses that that have been called out. Uh, CrossFit. CrossFit, the CEO, resigned because he made very off-color, off-putting remarks and made light of George Floyd's death. Now, under no circumstances is it a good business practice and is it good for sales to make light of somebody who's dying, let alone when we have all of this heightened awareness around what this life represents, this beautiful human who is no longer on this earth. And so for this man to flippantly say some of the things that he said, he lost business relationships. He lost, I don't know, millions or multi-millions of dollars worth of business because companies like Reebok and Adidas started to distance themselves and cut off their partnerships with CrossFit. That's a bad business practice, right? And so just know that when you take a stand, whether it's for um, for or against, you will lose business. But what I want you to think about is, is that the kind of business that you want in the first place? Are those the kinds of sales that you want to get? At what price or cost to you and your core values is that going to take? And sometimes you just have to say, bless and release, goodbye, thank you, and wish them all the very best, but know that you're no longer a fit. Uh, L'Oreal was another company that was called out because they had ignored some uh, racial prejudices and some biases that were very hypocritical back in, I think it was 2017, and that were brought to light again. So just know that if you're a company that has had very incongruent practices with what you say out loud 
and what you're practicing in real life, whether it's for diversity, equity, inclusion, or any other matter, it is going to bite you in the butt. And that is not good for your sales. It is not good for your clients and it's not good for you as a business owner and the CEO of your company. And so while this may have been a very different type of topic that we're talking about, again, I'm taking a stand because I believe it is so important for you to understand where I come from as a business owner and as somebody who is mentoring you on this topic of sales. But ultimately, because I firmly believe this is shifting the way that we all do business. And regardless of what your fundamental belief might be, if you're still here, you're probably pro <laughs> pro along with me, right? For diversity, equity, and inclusion, it means that we're going to be able to see change. And more importantly, that we're going to be part of the change. We're going to be part of the change. We're going to be part of this movement. And I, for one, am super excited to go on this ride. I can't wait to see what happens. I want to make sure that I am leading the charge as much as possible while still being respectful and making sure that I am learning and being a student as much as I am leading. And I would encourage you to do the same. So again, friend, there are resources below for you. If you're just starting this discussion, if you're just starting the conversation, if you want to learn more, if you really are trying to advance your education, we'll put the link below in the show notes for how you get started with your anti-racist conversation and movement. Um, And I would love to hear from you. Like genuinely, I want to know what steps are you taking? What steps do you want to hear see from me as a, a leader and somebody who you're hearing from? Um, I, I want I want to know. So I'll uh, I'll put the link below. Come on over the the podcast page, and there's a little widget where you can leave me a voicemail, and it will cut you off after a little bit. But I think we have it's like five minutes long. It's actually quite long. So you can leave me a little snippet there. um, And I want to hear from you. Um, And last but not least, I promised that I would share with you um, some of the things that we're doing. So I am creating a public declaration that will be probably somewhere on my website. Um, I don't know exactly where it's going to go. But we're in the process of drafting that up right now. So I am, I am writing that um, and spending some time to really reflect on what it is that I need that to communicate um, because I know what I share publicly, uh, but I want it to be documented, at least this first iteration. Um, but my team is from around the world. We have a global team. I've had people from Spain, uh, Morocco, um, Canada, uh, Singapore, the Philippines, uh, the UK, uh, Texas, Um, New York, I've had people from all over the world. I think the only place that I have maybe not been connected to is perhaps Australia or New Zealand for people who I have worked with, that I have hired, who I have on my team, my current team members, oh, and India. And so I try to include diversity as much as possible, not only from where people are at, uh, as well as gender. So we have both males and females um, or or people who identify as males and females on my team. And then we also have individuals who come from all different age groups, all different backgrounds in terms of whether or not they have kids and pets um, and languages that they speak, but also the diversity of their skill sets. And I think that's really important so that we don't get stuck into groupthink, that we don't get stuck into any one particular way of doing our life or business together, and that we are constantly challenging each other from a place of, Uh, love 
from a place of compassion and from a place of curiosity and wanting to do better. So with that, my friend, I'm going to sign off. I hope you have the very, very best of days and we will see you over in the next episode. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time. Thank you.